Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. My name is Kirby Wood, your group's pastor here once again to help set you guys up well for the life group discussion that you're going to have this week. Today with me, I have with us our community pastor, John Thomas. Hey, John, how you doing? What's up, Kirby Wood? How you doing over there? (laughs) Great. I'm so glad to have you with us. John, you have been such a great asset to our team over the last year. Tell um, our life group leaders a little bit about how you're continuing to support them um, in your role as community pastor. Yeah, it's been a while since I've jumped on the podcast. So yeah. these are always fun to just talk through the passage with you guys and to yeah, help you give you some tools and some handles to how, how to have some great conversations in your group. So yeah, it's amazing. Still on the discipleship team, still kicking around with Kirby oh, yeah. and others, which is a lot of fun, but then also getting to spend a lot of more focused intention on some of the different courses that we do here at Mariners. And uh, primarily, you probably would have heard of those through through deep dive is really the main yeah. sort of suite of courses that we that we do, and so um, you're going to see a little bit more of that wrapping up in the fall, which is really Ooh, exciting. exciting. Lots of uh, environments for your groups to come and grow together. And uh, what we want to say about that is, of course, biblical community all day long. You guys have got amazing life group rhythms, uh, but what we want to also be able to offer to you is kind of supplemental content mm-hmm. to help your groups gather around different content, different theological discussions. And so be so looking cool. out for more of that. Of course, bread and butter for us is sermon discussion groups as yes. you guys are meeting week in and week out. But through Deep Dive and some of our other courses, we hope that you'll find some other environments of growth for your oh, groups. I love that, John. That's so yeah. exciting. I know my own group, we've been going through Galatians. Shout out to my life group leader, Lauren, if you're listening. Um, we've loved going through Galatians, but we're also already talking about, okay, so maybe we'll take a break from sermon-based in fall or the second half of fall and jump into Deep Dive, which we're really excited about. So that's a great way where yeah. we can always use our sermon-based discussions as our go-to to content for um, our life group discussions. But when we want to try something new, we can tap into the amazing resources that Mariners has to offer and know that you can always talk to your coach about all of the offerings that are available at the current season. So, so excited, John. Thanks for plugging that. Awesome. But now as we look at this week, guys, it is week nine. We only have one more week after this, which it feels like it's been so long that we've been in collations, but also I feel like there's been crazy amounts of new things that we're learning. Of course, this is an awesome part of Galatians where we really get to see how the Holy Spirit can change us and move us and what we can expect, what fruits we can expect. So this main point here is so great. It's if we walk with the Spirit, we enjoy a fruitful life. Tell tell me, John, what do you what do you kind of see and hope for the life groups in their discussion this week around the fruits of the Spirit? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, obviously, Galatians is like a multifaceted diamond. You'll never have enough weeks in this amazing book to get through the depth of yeah. what is being communicated. That's mm-hmm. true in all of our walk with the Lord and the walk through scriptures. But mm-hmm. I think to be reminded, you know, what is the main point of the whole book of Galatians? Because if we're not careful, we could take a turn this week. Ooh. So the main point really is the gospel has set us free. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we want to live now as free people Amen. in light of the power of the gospel within us. But then when you hear phrases like, if you do this, then this, <laughs> Right. I don't know. It's probably just me. But sometimes I look at the parameters of those conditions and I can very easily slip back into this work-based mentality Mm. of, right, okay, so if means it's not guaranteed Mm. 
and I need to activate something, meaning I need to do something, meaning I need to power up. Hmm. And so there is a bit of caution, sure. I think, in all of the walk of faith, but especially around this week. So so if I walk, so what does that mean to walk by the Spirit? Hmm. How do I activate that? And, and if we're not careful, we can begin to put these parameters of work-based moralistic living hmm. that actually is not freedom at all. We've been talking about sure. that all through the eight weeks. So just a word of caution, caution on that. But this is going to be a great, great discussion to come yeah. into this understanding of, okay, what does it mean to partner with the work of the Holy Spirit within me to produce growth in me that I can't produce by myself? That'd be great. I love that. Yeah, that's actually so, I love that we're finally getting to that right here at week nine. It's like how many times have we had a conversation in this podcast or over these last eight weeks where it's been like, don't forget there's nothing but the gospel. Like right. there's nothing but the gospel that will set you free. And now after we've been hammered that in yeah. for eight weeks, we can finally turn and say, okay, so the gospel in our lives produces what? What does it really look like yeah. to be walking this out? Not like what must we do, but what would we look like? That's right. Yeah, and right. And even when you hear the fruit of the spirit, you, I mean, you notice it says it doesn't say the different kinds of fruit or the fruits of the spirit or the individual aspects of the fruit. Yeah. It's like all encompassing. Yeah. It's not like when you go to Trader Joe's and you pick out a little <laughs> bit of this and a little bit of that. So yeah. I'll have some patience. I'll have some kind. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of an all or nothing. Totally. Like the fruit of the spirit involves all mm. of these things. And I don't know about you, but I can't get even one of those things right on a daily <laughs> basis, let alone all of them. Hmm. So there's the cue to me. There's got to be something at work within me besides my own like, ability to try to power through and get things done. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And I have more questions about that as let's we think it. about Holy Spirit. But mm-hmm. let's first kind of stop start in with this lean in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we want to set the groundwork for our life groups that, hey, this is a, a fun time for us to not only, you know, dive into the word, but get to know each other. And so this is a great question asking about competition. What do you think that we can expect from people as they start to open up and thinking about like, what's your favorite form of competition? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have fun with it, right? Have yeah. fun with it. I mean, these, com- these opening questions are designed to get hmm. everybody talking. That's the trick about lean in, right? You guys know this as leaders. The more that people talk at question one, the more likely they're going to talk through the rest of the conversation. So, true. so you want to model it. You want to model kind of a lightheartedness around this conversation. If you were to ask that question in my group with my wife, it may not be so lighthearted <laughs> because I am uber competitive. <laughs> I mean, our first date was mini golf and I'm surprised we had a second date and that we've now been married for almost 22 years as bad as that first date yeah. went. <laughs> And so it's, it's fun, right? You could talk about those things about competition, but totally. um, you want to have a conversation that's going to open people up and begin th- them thinking mm-hmm. about striving and earning and how right. do we go after things a little bit. So I love that. And I think if it was me in the group, like I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not competitive at all. But then right. until you really are able to, okay, well, it's beyond sports. Like let's think about things yeah. beyond sports, like really helping everybody engage. Because of course, the John Thomases of the group are going to be like, absolutely. I know exactly what I'm competitive about. Totally. I'm going to want to win that question did I get that question the best was I the right one yeah exactly part of my brokenness totally but I like that you mentioned John that this is warming people up to think about what it's like to strive to hope for something that way we can remind them as we look down at God's word so I'm turning the page now of course to this page where they talk about reading aloud this verse and this question guys we only got one question here this week which makes it really easy for us but it says what does this passage reveal about God and about humanity and about grace. And you'll notice this question has been asked a lot through this series mm. because that is what we're hoping that we all experience
experience throughout Galatians is that we see God moving. Yes, humanity is impacted by this, but also that we experience the grace, that we see the grace through this specific text. Anything that you want to call out as you think about looking down at God's word? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously you're, hopefully you're going to notice, I mean, there's this, I mean, the word flesh is used so many times throughout the passage. There's Mm -hmm. this word struggle. And so you're going to see that there is this real apparent everyday wrestle that we all go through. Mm-hmm. There is this war that rages within us between, yeah. like Paul says in Romans seven, Romans seven. I know I'm supposed to do some stuff. I, I don't want to do that stuff. That's my paraphrase, right? Like we all <laughs> yeah. we all feel that, and Paul mm-hmm. talks about that because that's the struggle of the flesh. So, yeah. what do you notice about that struggle? What does Scripture say about that? How do we mm-hmm. find freedom through that? These are all observations that you want to make as you journey through this first question. And even that word flesh, you know, what hmm. is what, is what does that, that mean? what does that mean? You know, it's yeah. it's kind of one of those words that we don't use in our everyday vernacular, yeah. but you know, typically. You know, we're talking about either our physical flesh, the body, you're talking about humanity or the mm-hmm. ethnic makeup of people. But what Paul's talking about here is it's kind of a the- this theological term of it's these desires that mm-hmm. might even be good God-placed desires that are turned inward and can really consume us from the inside out. Like yeah. what are those things that are misaligned desires, even mm-hmm. good things? That's where that struggle comes from. That's where the war between the flesh and the spirit comes from. So, so pay good. attention to the language that he uses, what stands out to you. Yeah. You know, always it's don't just read scripture, allow scripture mm. to read you. Like what's standing out from you as you're reading, reading the passage and, and go for it. There's so much, there's mm-hmm. so much in this incredible passage that yeah. you could spend, you know, an hour just even on that first question. <laughs> what stands out? What yeah. is God saying? So I take time, it. take time with it. So good. So good. Yeah. And when we ask that question, we're also, I, some of the things I was just absorbing from what you were saying, John, is, is that it, when you ask the questions, you say, I think this is standing out to me. Mm. Then you can ask the question of why, right. you know, and you can start to dissect that. And there's no wrong answers. There's no wrong um, questions as we think, okay, this stands out to me about where God might be um, yeah, yeah, revealing something new to us. Yeah. And Kirby, you know this, right? From the groups that you lead and how you coach leaders. Amazing. Um, you know, these questions, they're, they're, they're like a guide, right? Mm. They're not a yep. strict turn by turn. Absolutely. So pay attention. What's God saying? Have, have a ear of discernment mm-hmm. and, and jump into the conversation he's leading you to. So good. So as we then help our group then turn within themselves, so they've looked at some of these things, what's sticking out? What is God saying here about the fruits of the Spirit? We then turn to ourselves and we're looking and saying, okay, what has been one of the greatest struggles in our own past with our desire of flesh? Wow, big question, <laughs> hard turn, but I think it might be helpful kind of painting a little bit of a picture for people, showing them the journey. I know in my own group, I have a young a group of younger girls. They've actually asked this question a lot. Okay, so I understand God the Father. I understand that Jesus died for my sins. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like for the Holy Spirit to be moving and acting in my life? How would you kind of answer that question if you think about that, John? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, it's the difference between striving and receiving. Yeah. Striving and receiving. Like, mm-hmm. striving is saying, I need to prove, I need to earn, I need to get something right. Yeah. I need to produce the fruit. I need mm. to do the work. I need to do everything in order so that I can overcome this thing in my life. And mm. here's the the truth. We all know this. Like if yeah. you could have overcome it already, you already would have. Yeah. And Christ would have died in vain. Mm. <laughs> we need the resurrection power Amen. of Jesus through the personal power and the presence of the Holy Spirit Absolutely. to outwork his resurrection power in us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't actually power through. So it's about receiving mm-hmm. and then living from a posture of I've received this. And now mm-hmm. that I've received it, all of life is worship. All of my mm-hmm. life is a response to that. And am I going to get things wrong all day long? <laughs> Again, Romans 7, Paul yes. wrote the majority of the New Testament. Yep. I know the stuff. I don't do the stuff. Yeah. 
but it's paying attention to that wrestle and that Absolutely. struggle and and realizing that we, we can't actually get it right. Mm-hmm. Like we need to partner with the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within us. And how do we do that? Yeah. I mean, the stuff that you're doing, right? It's the yeah. practicing those spiritual disciplines. Sure. It's staying in community. It's confession. Mm-hmm. It's not being ignorant to the struggles that we face, but being aware of them and asking the Holy Spirit to really help produce a victory within us that we can't do ourselves. So good. Yeah. So good. And I think one of the things I like about this second question is it's saying, okay, mm-hmm. we also want to know where we're going and how we can how we can engage that as we look forward, but also as we look back, right. where since I accepted Christ, have I actually seen the yeah. Spirit already working out? And I think what I try to help even in my own group is say, okay, guys, well, what is a change or desire that has changed completely since you accepted Christ or since you've been walking? That's how people, I, I just think sometimes to demystify the works of the Holy Spirit. It's like, right. it's not this hokey pokey, like, right. you know, all the time, like crazy momentous. It's like, no, actually, like I wanted to forgive my brother. Yeah. Like, wow, that's yeah. something without Christ that you would have not been able to do. Or, you know, I, I actually like when my, my coworker right. like really like bummed me out and didn't show up instead of being vengeful, I actually like I was OK with it and I was able to love them through and see what they were up to. So good. It's a different, good, different examples of like, OK, yeah. where was the Holy Spirit working? And then how do I experience more of that? Right. Not out of striving, not out of because I just want to be a good Christian, but because I want to be a part of God's purposes and kingdom. If you guys could see it, Kirby stand on her desk. She's preaching right now. Like, get it. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I try. No, no, but I mean, so that's, good. and we want to pave that way yep. in this conversation for the group to say, guys, let's look and analyze where and what, and how do I want to see the Holy spirit moving? So I just think you're, you're working a way of say, let's look, let's be right. Um, let's look out in our own lives. Yeah. Not, yeah. Try to always, and, to, and yeah. to overstate the point again, like we yeah. can't cause that growth within us, yep. right? It's the classic, yep. you know, analogy of a farmer. Mm-hmm. A, a farmer can't produce a crop by himself. Mm-hmm. A farmer can't say, "Let there be corn," and then there was corn <laughs> or whatever. You know, I'm not a farmer, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but what does a farmer do? A farmer cultivates an yeah. environment where growth can happen. Absolutely. So that's what our work is with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's we can't make the growth, but we cultivate an environment where growth can happen. Yeah. Like you said, in the small everyday decisions. Absolutely. In community and confession and all these different mm-hmm. ways, we're creating a space for growth to be possible. Which Absolutely. Is great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In that last question, it kind of has you trying to call out um, mm-hmm. some of the things that come easy for you or some of the things that are hard and less natural for you. And I think, like John said, it's so easy as you start to ask these questions of people are like, okay, here's my checklist of areas I need to work on. But really, it's areas that you want to surrender more, not areas that you're, you know, trying to, like, you know, really, um, yeah, strive or press but areas that you're wanting to hold loosely um, and so forth. So we hope that that these sort of introspection conversations don't turn towards fixing each other or, um, yeah, or saying I'll do better, but rather like this is a safe place to say, I know the Holy Spirit lives in me and it is actually, or lives in all of us as believers. And we believe that it's at work um, and we're able to tap into that. (laughs) Praise God. That's good. Yeah, and just a quick one. We could we're going long. I know yeah, we gotta, but yeah, just yeah. Quick, we're good. The difference between condemnation and conviction. When you have these conversations, yeah. you might think about, well, I keep doing that thing. Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to do it. Like there's something wrong about. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong in me. Why do I do that? Why mm-hmm. are all my desires turn inward? What's broken in me? Does God accept me? Does He forgive me? Have I outpaced His grace? Is 
I feel condemned. And mm. when you feel that way, that's a really good sign to know that's not the voice of the Holy Spirit within you, right? Beautiful. So the Holy Spirit will bring, we don't yeah. talk about this word a whole lot, conviction. Yeah. Conviction tells me, okay, there's something in here I need to pay attention to. Like search me, know me, create in me a clean heart. All those sort of prayers are yeah. good and appropriate prayers. But that voice that tells you you're never going to get it, you're never mm. going to be enough. God doesn't see you. Mm. If everybody knew the things that you thought about, nobody would want to be around. All of those voices of rejection and lies, the father mm. of lies, the, that, that's what Satan, yeah. that's what the devil does, right? Oh. So there's a difference. Yeah. Condemnation, conviction. We should yes. pay attention to conviction and then we should repent. There's mm-hmm. another unpopular word, but we should also continue on in the grace that we receive, right? Absolutely. To let the Lord do the work within us. Absolutely. And yeah. as leaders, you guys, if you're noticing some of those mm-hmm. more condemnation-focused lies coming out in some of your people, don't be afraid to call it out and say, you know, I like I, I love that you're wanting to have this spirit of growth, but know that God is love you. God loves you. He's for you, and he's and that that does not sound like God to me. So be very quick to yeah. to yeah, very quick to encourage one another and call out areas where people might be listening to lies of, or guilt or shame as opposed to yeah, um, good. the the loving um, truth of the Lord. Yeah. So it's great. Um, looking at look out kind of, you know, there's some good questions, the tensions between our own desires, you know, more ways that we can kind of look out. But I, I think one way that we can hope is, is if we think about our culture kind of around that second Second question, it says, even celebrating and promoting fleshly desires. And that's a great way as people start to say, okay, this is our world, but it can quickly derail of like, look how awful the world is. But you want to you want to jump from look how you know awful the world is apart from um, apart from Christ. But what do we hope for when we show up as spirit led, spirit filled people? What how can we positively impact the world around us? I think that's a good way to frame that second question. What do you think, John? Yeah, that's right. It's always the Discipleship is always the journey of what God's doing in us hmm. so that he'll do something through us. Yes. And what he'll do through us is often greater than what he's doing. It's for a greater purpose, right, than mm. just for us to experience it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, as you partner with the Holy Spirit to transform you, this process of sanctification, that's not just for you, hmm. right? In part, that is for you. But if that's happening in you, then it should affect others around you, mm-hmm. right? So what does that look like? What does it yeah. look like for you to show up as a patient person in your workplace? Yeah. What does it look like for you to forgive others even though they've harmed you? What does it look like you to have self-control and to hold on to that word when you mm-hmm. want to let it flip? Like, how is that going to impact others around you? Like, yeah. That's a great point of point of discussion at this so final good. question. Well, you guys, I'm so glad that we were able to be with you today. John, thanks so much for walking it through. I mean, John is practically an expert on the Holy Spirit at this point. Nope. <laughs> no, but we're grateful to have you, John, and to help us think intentionally about how to remain um, gospel-centered through this discussion, pushing away from striving, and um, really engaging and learning a lot about the Holy Spirit and the fruits of it. So thank you so much for being with us. We are praying for you guys and hope that you have a great group discussion. God bless.